This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the great wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are continuing their journey into the adamantine mine to break into a car. Juniper tried to make a map of their progress before Butthole accidentally destroyed it. And Reginald talked Quinny into trying to save Doc Huckleberry, who had been taken by murder gerbils. Now that Huckleberry is back, can they survive the tide of monsters following him? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Quinny, you are currently dragging uh, Doc Huckleberry out of a deep, dark place. Uh, he is rather fucked up. Uh, he is missing some some of his uh, sweet, sweet robot arms. Um, and uh, he's just told you, after whipping a gun down this this crevasse, uh, that uh, uh, more more gerbils are on the way, uh, or at least the one he saws around. Now, keep in mind, you really are like literally between a rock and a hard place here. You, you climb down... Um, part of the uh uh the sort of massive crack in the the earth that uh the the mining facility was built around uh, as you'll recall um we're in a uh, a mine of some sort um mm-hmm. that uh, has been long since abandoned and we're kind of in like one of the the um because <laughs> I've been thinking about Kickstarter a lot lately, stretch goal areas of the mine. Uh, so definitely not kind of uh, the main site, but uh, an area that's been been expanded into. Um, and so in uh, there was kind of a chasm uh, that you, you managed to kind of climb down. Uh, you tied a rope to yourself, you turned invisible, and you leapt down in, into the chasm uh, to go after uh, after Doc. Uh, so that's currently where you find yourself. Um, he says there there are more. It's kind of hard, even just in here. Like you would be hard pressed to tell numbers here at all. Like this is. Um, he he's said that there are more coming, but whether or not that's true is anyone's okay. guess. Uh, yep. Aside from mine uh, and my fancy DM's notes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nevertheless. You are in uh, a not great position, particularly for someone who, who likes to be a, a sneaky boy. So mm-hmm. um, because you took the time to prepare, uh, you've got uh, a rope around yourself. Uh, you, you sort of took the time to, to wriggle in there and, and 
uh, get to him. So it's not going to be too hard to get him out of here and out of mm-hmm. here quickly. Um, but I will turn it over to you. What do you do? Um, remind me again what kind of creature Doc is. Is he a goblin? Uh, you is think no so? Um, so he was part of uh, Mog Crankshaft's yeah. uh, uh, crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he was not from Cornucopia. No, uh, but no, no, definitely not. Yeah, no, he, he was not. not the kindly doctor that uh, Juniper spent some time chatting with. Um, <laughs> About an unknown condition. It's like 12 yeah. fucking episodes. Anyways. <laughs> He's just the same guy in a shitty mustache. Oh, right. yes, hello. <laughs> um, so uh, he looks vaguely goblin-y, um, but in the way that like, one of the things I've always loved about kind of uh, the Old West is like, a lot of characters, it's like, are like are, are you old or have you just lived a life, you know? And that's kind of what you get from Doc Huckleberry. Like he, you know, he, he's always kind of under his, the brim of his hat. He's got, you know, his his villainous kerchief. So you haven't really like, and he, he looks rough. Uh, plus he has robot arms, so he's clearly had some work done. So you're not entirely sure. Okay. Um, but he is, he's definitely goblinoid. Um, okay. He's uh, he's of an appropriate then size for to be a, a goblin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not dragging a, a massive person. And honestly, without the, the you know, Dr. Octopus six shooter arms, um, he is an easier, easier lad to lift. Okay. Uh, then we'll start with, with that where I will basically, um, uh, uh, I'll kind of grasp my arms around his, his torso, tell him, uh, uh, Doc, hang on tight, and I'm just going to start tugging on on the rope repeatedly, hopefully okay. indicating <clears throat> to pull on the goddamn rope. I yeah. think Reginald and Butthole are crafty enough to be able to solve that code uh, and thus be able to assist up top on just a couple Rogier. of Robert Langdons up there, you know, just cracking those codes. <laughs> yeah. uh, can I get a, a strength check? Uh, from you, um, butthole. I'm I'm just gonna have butthole roll it since he's the prime character. Um, but I'll give you advantage because it's it's you and and your brother doing Great. The work. That is a twelve. Twelve. Um. All right. Uh. So you you begin to pull. Unfortunately, you're at one of those weird angles where it's like the rope goes off the chasm down the chasm and then into a hole. So if you pull, it's not like you're pulling directly up. You're kind of like unplugging a wall and then dragging uh, up. So um, I'll say uh, between that and including, I assume you're helping by like kind of like scrabbling along as best yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. I'm not just going to go dead fish kind of thing. I'm going to, yeah, I'm trying to get them up. <laughs> I, I just, I feel like that, you know, their, their uh, arms could use a bit of work. They've been skipping arm day. So I'm just going to make it <laughs> tough. Yeah. Um, and just yeah. for the record, before things go down, um, Mrs. Paisley is like keeping an eye out on surroundings, mm-hmm. uh, but she's ready to to, to you forge know. documents if needed. Just like she's, a... she's ready to go like all crunch and jump in there. Mm, okay. okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and admittedly, I did make a Robert Langdon joke. So if she was going to forge notes, that would actually probably help the Langdon situation. So. Uh, what I'm saying is fuck me, I guess, uh, on that one. Uh, <laughs> points points to you. Um, I self-snarked myself to death. Uh, put it on my tombstone. Uh, all right. So with a uh, not-so-mighty tug, uh, you managed to kind of uh, pull a scrabbling Quinny just kind of to the, the edge of the hole. Um, so he's not like you and Doc Hawk. You and, Jesus, Doc <laughs> Huckleberry. Doc Huckleberry. Um, Doc Ockleberry. Yeah. Dr. Otto Octavius. Yeah. Um, 
so you pull Dr. Huckleberry uh, and um, Quinny to uh, to the edge, and you aren't fully clear, but uh, you're you're out of the 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 sort of dark crack in the uh, the chasm, which is good news, uh, but also you're you're still not entirely free. Um, so you're now hanging out, Quinny. I'm going to say you're no longer invisible because you're like actively doing a thing. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And uh, what I could use from all of you, please, is your passive perception. Uh, just a flat 10 for me. Flat 10 for Quinn. 11 for Mrs. Paisley. Reginald is a 9, but Butthole is a 15. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so and Laura, why? I got to ask, is Mrs. Paisley's different than Juniper's? No. Okay. It's the same. <laughs> That's good. As a player, that seems like the right way to do it. Uh, that would be exhausting. Uh, all right. Cool. Very cool. Thank you. Um, okay. So, uh, Quinny, uh, can you roll me a perception check, please? That's an 18. 18. Um, you see movement uh, deep within the uh, the crevice you've just been pulled out of, uh, but far enough away that you can't really get a, a clear sight of it. The good news is it's not something like hauling ass toward you. Um, it's just kind of a blur deep within the um, deep within the, the chasm, and you can hear like a scrabble of rocks and debris as as something kind of moves through the earth. Um, but luckily, what? nothing is is popping out at you. Okay, moves through the earth. I mean, whether that's what? like burrowing or moving through other uh, cracks and and veins, as you know, this is a and it's been a hot second for us. I, I know, dear listener, it's probably been like. 48 hours <laughs> uh, we've lived a life the area you're in has a lot of uh sort of blind exits that uh, mrs paisley you've done some work to map um the unfortunate thing is you're you just don't have a great sense of the g- geography of this space at all and you're not sure whether something can move freely between these areas or if it has to burrow or, or what the fuck is going on yet uh so um, that brings us to the end of that. So, Quinny, um, you and uh, Doc Huckleberry are hanging there. I gotta roll some dice. Don't worry about it. Um, oh, I rolled a one, so definitely don't worry about some of it. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones died. Something, sure. Yeah. Something great happened for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> meanwhile, far away, five XP to uh, Little Pimpin. Um, all right. So wow. that's fine. Top of the round is Reginald. Uh, so Reginald, uh, you are with uh, Butthole. You're, you're pulling on this rope, trying to get uh, Quinny and uh, Doc Huckleberry back. Uh, Doc Huckleberry is actually one of your guys uh, now. So I think that there's there might be some some more stakes to this. Plus, he's he's pretty murdery, which is something you always like having on hand. Um, would you like to attempt to pull him again or what? what does Reginald do? Cool. Just for my brain, is this based on passive perception for the who goes first? Uh, you rolled last session uh, on initiative. It. Thank you. Thank you. My yeah, brain. Passive perception is a different thing. Don't that worry about it. That is true. Uh, Reginald's gonna keep pulling, man. This is this is his guy. He's ready to he's ready to give it a, a big old tug. All right, fantastic. So same uh, same song, different day. Um, this time though, using Reginald stats with butthole uh, providing advantage. That is a 21. There we go. Oh, uh, well, the good news is you're now pulling at like a proper angle to to hoist things. Uh, so you're able to uh, pull them up uh, 
rather quickly uh, to the lip. Uh, Original, is there anything you'd say to Butthole to like inspire him uh, to this this feat of given that the the previous one didn't didn't really get the job done? Rather than imagining pulling them up, imagine you're pulling yourself up a wall away from a fire that's going to kill you. Oh, God, it's going to kill us. Uh, and he just starts pulling on the rope. And that's his trick is he doesn't <laughs> imagine helping anything else. It's just lifting himself to safety because that's how most of his exercise routines go. That's, that's pretty great. really clever. <laughs> I also feel like I don't know that he would know to do this, but evoking fire for, for butthole is like a that's a solid play. Oh, um, yeah, Butthole's livid about the idea of fire getting anywhere near him. So it's all playing out. Great. And he's super mad because Reginald still has those fucking golden gloves that Butthole no longer has that were <laughs> stolen from him by fate. Yep. Huh. It's fair. It's just uh, um, <laughs> all right. So um, together you manage to uh, to pull hard and uh, up, up uh, Quinny and... Doc Huckleberry, come. I got to pause for a second and ask you about these gloves. What the fuck is the deal with these gloves? Oh, there were golden gloves of like the dragon or whatever that add resistance to fire. And Butthole mm-hmm. used to have them, but he lost them over the course of his adventures, whereas Reginald still has them. Because <laughs> Reginald didn't go to like the Old West and lose a bunch of his shit on the way. Phenomenal. Thank you. All right. Um, so, uh, Quinny, you and uh, the doc get pulled back up. I'm going to pause our initiative order for a hot second uh, um, so you guys can regroup. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, you pull him up. Um, in the, the better light, uh, you can see that uh, he still has one uh, robotic arm, uh, but the other three uh, have been torn clear. Um, he's got some, like, gnarly-looking um, cables. And again, like... Yeah, Faerun isn't great. It has technology, but it's not like, you know, if Dr. Octopus had an arm ripped off, he's like, oh, yes, clean cable. Like, there's some pretty gnarly shit sticking out of uh, the side of this guy. Um, and uh, you can see that he is slick with that black blood. Um, it's, it's not just kind of what he coughed up. Um, he's actually uh, a lot uh, slimmer. Um, and just in terms of, like, body profile, with all the the extra bulk of, like, you know, his uh, good, the bad, and the ugly poncho and his his gun arms. It adds it adds some sort of heft. But without that, he is just kind of a a lean guy um, with a, a, a lean, mean Old West, but not from dumb Faerun Old West uh, kind of guy. <laughs> um, but uh, nevertheless, he's uh, he kind of manages to, to get uh, up to uh, up on one knee. Um, but I think at a glance, like he's definitely lost a bunch of HP, uh, but he's not on death's door. Um, Great, but Butthole would still slap a little bit of healing on on his his guy risen from the depth. So he'll cast a cure wounds at level one. He'll just he'll just give him a little a little blast of fart magic. Which will heal him for 18 HP. Oh, hell yeah. All right. He is looking That's much, right. much hardier. Um, there's like a there's a second where like he kind of like looks down at, at the all the, the ravaged machinery. Uh kind of uh you can tell he's got one of those Dr. Octopus style uh like robo girdles um kind of like drilled into him. Um mm. and he kind of like looks down at it and you can just see the kind of like mild frustration of someone whose, you know, additional limbs are robotic and not organic around the guy who can just make limbs regrow. Um, there's just a, a like a mild frustration of like, fucking of course, like, 
There's plenty yeah, of cabs, sorry that but I, what I really need is a bike, you know? Sorry that I can't do the robot arms. That's kind of beyond me. All right, so you're here now, Doc. It's good to have you back. Now, report on what you saw. Did you see the whistle? Do you have the whistle? Uh, and he says, uh, yeah, no, no, no whistle. More just, uh, you know, jagged teeth and uh, pain. Uh, and, uh, sir, please, don't don't worry about the arms. You know, I'm obviously I'm bummed about them, but I felt like I was bloodied a moment ago, and uh, now I'm feeling better almost as though uh you know that 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 gross fart thing you just did there that that really put some some smelly wind in my sails uh but yeah listen no i i didn't i did i listened real hard for for the whistle uh having heard it in various forms uh but th- there was no whistle just uh something grabbed me lunged at me and uh it it was all over the place man like it 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 figured out I was trying to hurt it pretty quick, and that's when it started taking my arms off. But uh, it didn't. Uh, it seemed to be moving on instinct, not on, you know, strategy or plan. It didn't seem like anyone was controlling it. You know, you were snatched away from the doorway like in the blink of an eye. Were you taken somewhere or? Oh yeah, no. That thing grabbed me and it dragged me down the side of that chasm into the rock. I think it was taking me back. I don't know into the darkness to to eat me or something. I, I again, I don't really know, but it it dragged me down that way. But you said it didn't hurt you until you you hurt it? Oh, no, it was already biting. It just, uh, oh. you know, uh, when, when I was hearing about that there uh, uh, gerbil master, uh, you know, with his flute, uh, I was thinking, like, oh, like, I wonder if you'll just have, like, bite my, immediately go for my guns or, or, or what have you. But, like, it took a hell of a chunk out of my leg before it went after my guns. So it, it didn't seem like... You know, it felt like an animal. It felt like being attacked by like a real vicious animal. You know, like gerbils do. I don't want to say it didn't have intelligence. It seemed to have animal intelligence. It's it, you know, it it knew how to hurt me really good, but I, I didn't sense a tactician's hand. You know, then butthole like reaches up and just scratches his chin for a moment, thinking and says, "Well, I mean, Quinny, you can talk to animals, and I can talk to thing. animals, yeah." What if we try negotiating with the gerbils? I I mean, it's not a ridiculous idea. Uh, okay. Do you want to yell down the hole to the gerbil? Yeah, just, you know, heads up. If it's some sort of unspeakable, abhorrent beast, speaking with animals, you know, that's not a one-to-one thing. If it's not an animal and it's a monster, you know, it, that we're out of luck. So just okay, heads but, up. I'm going to we'll yell be- and give away our position to something that may want to kill us instead of talk to us. Hmm. That does make this a tougher choice. But we do have two hammers, so, I mean, how can we go wrong with two hammers? I I don't know. I'm I'm up for being the bait, so to speak, and, and calling this creature out and seeing if we can just talk. I'm fine with that. But just get ready for a fight if that doesn't end up happening. Okay, I mean, I, I think I can be ready. And right. we can check. If the gerbil comes out and it's successfully slain, perhaps it'll have the marker of its master on its collar. If there's a one-to-one, like maybe it has one of the same gerbil masters as from my world, I could recognize it and then use strategy to defeat them. Sure, yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed for, for that. And I'll activate uh, beast speech. Give me uh speak with animals as a, as a free action. And nice. Over the edge of the chasm, I'll just say, uh, hey, hey, we come in peace, all right? So just kind of cut it out down there. Calm down. We just want to chat. 
All right, can you roll me? Uh, let's go with Reginald and Butthole will hide behind nearby things in case they have to spring out, and Butthole will wheel Mrs. Paisley with him so she can keep doing her drawing of a map. Dope. Uh, I think she's given up on the map at this point. Like it's there's kind of oh. more more pressing stuff going down. Okay. Um, but she will allow herself to be wheeled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like also, I, I assume this is a, like you know a pen is mightier situation. You have the greatest weapon of all, the written word. So you know you're you're armed to dangerous too. Hmm. Uh, Mrs. Paisley puts away her pen and draws the blade of walls. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably better. Okay, okay uh, but Mrs. That, that might be mightier. Just remember, Quinny's not an experienced negotiator, and you... Wait, you're, are you the therapist? I can't remember who the therapist is. No. No, dear, I'm not. I'm the forager. Oh, oh, then stick with the sword. Yeah, you're not going to be much help here. Uh, Quinny, I'm going to need a, a persuasion check from you, please. Where's my persuasion? There it is. Plus three to this die result. It's a big old seven. So look oh, no. out down there. You say it's real strange to, to be going for for persuasion, not deception for you. It's it's a weird new realm we're entering. Yeah. Of you just legitimately telling the truth. Yeah, um, cool. All right, cool. Uh, so <laughs> that'll show me. Yeah, teach me yeah, to yeah, tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. Um, I mean, he so, did say we come in peace, and we are trying to invade a neighboring kingdom. That's that's fair. <laughs> Um, your voice echoes uh, loudly, Quinny, off the walls of the chasm, um, and you you just kind of hear your uh, your your honestly like fair and legitimate terms uh, just kind of echo and bounce off of uh, off of stone, um, and then all is silent uh, for just a, a hot second um, as you you yell it down as you you wait for a response. Um, this is good. They're thinking. At which point, uh, butthole, you get tackled to the ground uh, by a, a gerbil um, that is blurred off of a wall um, just at at, at a tremendous speed. This um, is good, they're thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. 
Hello friends, Ryan here for another ad, but this ad includes how you don't have to hear me do ads anymore. That's right. If you join the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon, you can get an ad-free feed to this show for just $5 a month. And that's not all you get. You also get an ad-free feed for Warhammer 40k, The Valentine Heresy, another one of our podcasts. Plus, you get weekly video tableside chats so you know what's going on with the company, what's going on with us. Plus, you get access at that same tier to our fan and patron-only Discord. It's exclusive. You get access to all of us. Our casts are there. Our creative teams are there. A bunch of other fans are there. This is a great opportunity for you to escape ads, get more of the stuff you want, less of the stuff you don't. Patreon.com slash dice. That's patreon.com slash D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Join up today and get your ad-free feed now. <laughs> so um, we're going to roll a quick oppose check to see if you go go for a, a little, little swim in that chasm there. Um, I'm going to need a... Uh, let's go with an athletics check, please. That is a seven. All right. Um, this thing hits you like a ton of bricks. Uh, and I think uh, because you were in your your standard hello, new friends mode, uh, you were like ready to fuck some shit up. You just wheeled Mrs. Paisley to safety. Um, but I think between like confirming that she isn't uh, Dr. Martha and then turning around uh, to to give the the kind of advice that they're thinking just weren't ready. Uh, caught flat footed, uh, so the thing slams into you uh, and it just knocks you you flying, uh, tumbling with it off the uh, the edge uh, into into the chasm. So you begin to kind of like roll down. It's a fairly steep incline. It's not like it's a you know it's a ninety degree drop, um, but it is. It's not a pleasant like roll down a hill uh either but you're uh, uh, you're you know you're a big boy full of armor so you'll probably be fine um cool uh it is going to uh attack you uh you get your first real proper look at this thing and again we I think we've described it a bunch from uh the grim psychometry but like up close this thing is fucking gnarly like this is some proper uh like Stan Winston on a B movie like, how can I make something truly horrific for, like, $8 kind <laughs> of uh, rat, like, naked mole rat monster thing? Um, and of particular note, uh, Butthole, since these are coming directly at your face and, and arms and, like, uh, uh, assaulting you, um, you can see that its mouth is full of broken teeth. Um, so this thing has, like, those big, gnarly, like, chompers, um, but they're, they're kind of, like, broken and, and ragged. Uh, which is uh, just generally unpleasant. Uh, so it's going to take two um, two quick bites at you. Um, let's go ahead with those. What's your AC right now, bud? 23 if I've got a shield, 20 without. I would have had it out, but I'm falling down a cliff. So probably not. I would say 20. Yeah, 20 seems, seems reasonable to me. Um, okay, so um, one... Uh, sorry, one sec. Uh, wrong stat block... Get your stats right, Tom. Boop. Uh, okay, great. Um, so one will hit. Um, the other one uh, bites squarely and like absolutely hits. Uh, but it or, like the one bite, uh, but it it hits your armor. Like it, it goes straight for kind of like 
almost like where your heart is. Um, and you just feel like teeth crunch against the armor uh, before the next one gets uh, get, gets a bit of your, uh, bit of your flesh. Uh, so this will be uh, 13 points of damage. Okie dokie. And you're going to take an additional um, five from uh, the fall as the fall begins. Cool. Great. Um, all right. Into initiative order. Uh, just as a reminder, since we did roll initiative a little while ago, um, at the top of the round is Reginald. That was a surprise round. Uh, so we've got uh, Reginald, Quinny, um, Butthole, and then Juniper. And there might be some gerbils in there. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Reginald, uh, you watch Butthole get uh, tackled and knocked off off the ledge. Uh, again, he hasn't gone too far, so you could probably attempt to get after him if, if that's what you're you're into. But uh, you're also a, a, a cool, spooky coward man. So like, I have no idea what the fuck you're gonna do. I don't know how your character works. Tell me what happens, Ryan. Yeah, uh, Reginald just sees the healer and the guy who can bring people back from the dead fall off a cliff. That guy's more important than anything. Reginald knows if he goes over the cliff and can somehow make Butthole survive, he'll live forever. So Reginald just grabs the end of the rope, loops it around a forearm, and just fucking dives off that cliff immediately after Butthole. Fuck. Does that mean I'm coming with him? Because I'm on the other end of that fucking rope. That feels like a Quinny problem. <laughs> <laughs> God Look. damn it. <laughs> Freaky Friday got a cool remake. You're just doing it again, but this time you're tethered together. It's the old handcuff to each other. I was say, technically, one end is tied to the the one thing. One end is tied to you. So let's say he loops it in the middle. There's a little bit of both. <laughs> so if I understand correctly, Reginald, you are tying like the middle of the. You're just like securing yourself in some way, shape, or form to the rope. You're not like taking the anchor part of the rope. No. Man, that was the much funnier version, and I'm bummed. But that's okay. You know what? We're, we're he doesn't we're, have time. He honestly, if he had time, he'd probably do it and not think. You know about what? It, but I he can't buy, let butthole yeah. fall off a cliff. No, I buy that argument 100. Okay, fantastic. So, um, Ryan, I'm inclined to say this is either athletics or acrobatics. Uh, it's up to you how you think Reginald would would do this. Athletics. If he's, <laughs> athletics. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't think Sorry. he has an acrobatic bone in his body. This is just. A giant man in plate mail just swan diving down to try to grab say, somebody else. Second use of acrobatics, I imagined him like an Olympic diver. That's on, what like I was the thinking. three-meter platform and then like doing like a layout and a flip. And was, I was yeah. thinking Pierce Brosnan <laughs> jumping off the dam in Goldeneye. Um yeah, so, you see, know, not I'm picturing Bruce Wayne sliding down that hill in Batman Begins trying to catch Ra's al Ghul. Uh, so Yeah, honestly, that's what I was thinking of when I thought about Butthole nice. going over the edge. So Thank you for getting what incline I was talking about. Because literally I was like, yeah, you know, like, like a Ra's al Ghul incline. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> a Ra's al Ghul Okay, incline. great. Uh, this scene was directed by Chris Nolan for IMAX. Um, <laughs> great. So give me give me that, uh, that athletics, please. That's a dog shit role, but he has inspiration, which he will use to save his savior. Slightly better, 18. 18? Yep, that'll do. Uh, so you you leap off um, and you manage to get uh, get an arm on on uh, Butthole's arm or maybe his shield. Maybe that's why you didn't get to use your shield. Like you you, you grab the shield and it very much is one of those like um, 
any of the Fast and Furious movies where like they were a little too jacked, uh, where you know they grab each other's forearms and it's a real like we have muscles. Um, <laughs> pull. You don't have full control of him, is what I'm really getting at. It, it is just like a a brute force. You you have him, and then what happens on his turn will determine how successful that is. But Reginald, in terms of like what you are capable of doing, you've done the best you can. Quinny, roll me an acrobatics to see if you go back in the drink. The dry drink. That is a 35. <laughs> I don't know Sorry. why you made it an acrobatics, song. That's like I telling apologize. me you can stay up there. 25. <laughs> it's, only, it's only 25. Quinny builds a house, and he is safe within that house. <clears throat> the rope is concreted now. into the foundation. Yeah, look, sometimes I have to ask for dice rolls even when it's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Although I forget that you guys can give me just, but it was only 25, so you must have rolled a two or something. Um, so that's fine. So you you managed to to stay up um, as the, the cable like coils past you uh, with with the the linebacker who just ran by and jumped. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So that is that. Uh, Quinny, it's actually your turn. You you land uh, safely, having you know like had to you know flip backward. Um, and you know I'm sure your like feet dragged along a little bit. Hmm. Uh, it's very much one of those like platinum games moments where everyone's like sliding around looking cool um but yeah you managed to stay up um in terms of what's going on that one attacked um based on what you know or can see um there's no way that this one is the same dribble it it wouldn't have been able to come from above uh that quickly uh well i'm gonna untie the rope from my waist uh and approach the the ledge and look down so we can get proper idea of like dimensions and what these things actually look like so what am i looking at down here yeah so um as we kind of uh, described them before the the grim psychometry like got it uh it is a uh i think like a komodo dragon ish size so like fairly big um very much uh a, a sort of naked mole rat situation so that that like mr bigglesworth skin um but that's kind of like a sickly uh pinkish you know with red spots that kind of kind of nonsense um big snoot uh Mm -hmm. with uh with the 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 sort of jagged chomping teeth um like little little tiny uh beady red eyes um and uh yeah, just like random patches of of hair uh, and fur. Uh, oh, it no does tail. have fur in patches. Okay. Like almost not. Sorry, first part of the wrong term. Think um, almost like uh, whiskers growing out of its like okay. shoulders and 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 back and and stuff. Like okay. these things might have had fur once in their evolutionary cycle, but they they don't anymore. Enough honestly... to be grosser than if it was just skin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just one one layer grosser. Um, I mean, if we want to talk function, um, because they live underground, uh, they don't really have a, a huge need for it, and just kind of gets in the way of of yeah. uh, moving through. But yes, uh, like help, uh, assist them in in general location and such. Um, yeah, so, so that's what you see. Uh, and this thing is entangled with butthole. It tackled him, and it's on him, and whatever. Yeah, um, okay. attacking uh, very much in in the way that uh, you know something who's only real. Like it's got big, scrabbly, um, almost. Um, uh, mole 
kind of like hands for like scrabbling through mm. dirt and climbing that sort of thing. So it does have big, big sort of hooks that it's also like scratching at him with. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it very much like, it's not holding him. It just tackled him and is now attacking him. Uh, weirdly, my best fuck. I'm so sorry. My best parallel for this is like Weird Al does a lot of jokes about getting attacked by weasels, and it's that kind of thing. Like if you threw a weasel <laughs> at someone, this is what it would do. Like it's okay. just on him attacking. Um, you get the sense that it's not, it's not dragging him away like Doc Huckleberry. It's just attacking the shit out of him. Okay. Uh, then with Beast Speech still activated, I'm gonna say, Hey, I said knock it off, and I'm gonna fire Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Two blasts. The warlock side of you has entered the chat. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, go for it. Uh, so this is going to be plus eight to hit. So that's a 10 on the first one. Is that going to hit? No dice. And a 17 on the second one to 17 hit. 17 will hit. Okay. 1d10. So that's nine damage. And it's repelling blast. So it gets pushed 10 feet. Whoa. Pushed off of butthole. And sorry, you said 10 damage? Uh, nine. Nine damage. All right. Uh, blasted 10 feet. All right, so it just goes like hurtling off him um, down the, the chasm. You notice it bounced twice and then it gets its claws under it and as soon as it gets the claws, it moves at that like uh, rapid like flash speed and just immediately disappears into uh, into one of the cracks. Um, but Butthole, you are you are, are free and clear, which is great. Um, Quinny, uh, we'll say that's your action. You still got your minor and your move if there's anything else you want to attempt. Mm. No, I'm going to stay there at the ledge to look, to keep an eye on over there. And then I can also turn around and see things behind me too. Okay, great. Um, that brings us to... A dice I need to roll. Um... Mrs. Paisley and Quinny, could you please roll me perception checks? 13. Uh, 19. 19? Cool. Um, Neither of you see anything. uh, Fuck off! Bummer, uh, (laughs) because Mrs. Paisley, it would have been great uh, to see the uh, I, I I got 19. I know. Fuck, fuck you, I, man. I rolled 18 and then added stuff. <laughs> so that means that these two middle fingers just come up from the bottom of my screen. And in an audio medium, you can hear me saying that they are there. Uh, <laughs> just imagine them and the look of smugness on my face as uh, a gerbil just fucking barrels, barrels right at you there, uh, Mrs. Paisley. Um, Lovely. It is. It is going to uh, leap at you uh, and take three attacks. Um, what's your AC? Uh, uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Uh, so that is two hits. Uh, one ah! is uh, one is with claws, and one is with bite. Uh, and then the the other one that um, you managed to bat away with uh, your sword is uh, the other claw, as it kind of yeah. like does the the leaping pounce leaping pounce situation uh as it were um all right let's go with this oh i underrolled against butthole that's fun um but that's fine um okay so that is uh 12 points of damage uh from the uh the, the slash 
And from the bite, uh, that is uh, a further 15 points of damage. No. Um, unlike, like uh, <laughs> unlike Butthole, this one isn't trying to barrel you off off the edge. Um, you, I mean, from the direction it was coming, it seems like it just this was the most expedient way to attack you. Um, none of you are analyzing his tactics, but if you were, uh, you'd get the sense that the other one wasn't actively trying to knock him into the hole. It just happened mm. to be that was the the trajectory. Um, great. So you were locked in combat uh, with that gerbil. Um, however, it just I, happened to be a holy combat because of all the holes. Butthammer, the god and the king. <laughs> um. Interestingly, though, um, I failed my disengage. So Juniper, oh, sorry, uh, Mrs. Paisley, you'll get a free attack uh, of opportunity as this thing carries on past you, having hit you. So go ahead and do that. Um, did I get, did I get a look at like, was the thing injured or anything or like, uh, this one is it having a time? It's just, just like. So fresh and so clean. As clean as a weird, gross, naked rat monster with patches of grossness God can be. Damn. I don't want to attack. You also don't have to. You can just let it go. It just basically, like, this thing is streaking past, hits you on the way by, and it just keeps going. Um. I'm go I'm not going to attack. Can I use can I use the opportunity though to like cast speak with animals? Or not cast yeah, speak with it. Or, yeah. or put up my spider legs. I uh it's not really a free action. It's really more yeah, of a like you can that's things fair. Like, that said, I think given that you're if I'm not mistaken, you want to use speak with animals to like try and reason with this thing or or understand it, right? Yep. So I would argue that in the greater scheme of like how we consider combat in our like weird Calvin Ball version of D and D, that's kind of the equivalent of an attack for you. It's just your it's a social combat attack, not a like moral combat attack. <laughs> I also think it would be reasonable to think that you cast speak with animals probably around the same time Quinny did. So yeah, if we assume that uh, you can spend one point of stress to have done that, it's back, Yay! baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can spend one point of stress to have cast it uh, at that time, which I think also just makes logical narrative sense. Yeah. Uh, great. Cool. So, yes, you can use your attack of opportunity to say something to it as it as it goes by. Uh, I don't want to hurt you. Do you need some help? And it bolts away uh, up a wall and into one of the alcoves. Hmm. Butthole. Um, you have just had a, a gerbil blasted off you uh, by Quinny. Granted, one of his Eldritch Blasts also pinged off uh, your shoulder pauldron. Like, that's what armor's for. Um, and it's still no still no Alan missing. So, <laughs> hey. um, you are, uh, <laughs> Reginald's got, got your shield. Um, so he's, he's kind of doing a, a Captain America pull. Um, you're hanging off of that. Uh, what do you do? Butthole's going to try to climb back up. He's just going to look at Reginald and be like, it turns out we're doing that thing that you said we should pretend to do up there, but we're actually doing it now. Or the gerbils will kill us, which is the thing to just get Reginald paranoid enough to lift really good. 
<laughs> I like it. I like the callback. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go with an athletics then um, with advantage because you've like, this is a bad pull uh, for him, but you have evoked the fear of gerbil murder, which you know lives lives large. That is a 10. 10. You neither rise nor fall. Uh, you are Schrodinger's butthole, uh, just <laughs> stuck between the state of, of possibly going up and possibly going down. Between a fart uh, and a shit. Yeah. Uh, um, One holy rising us up, the other less holy falling down. Drop, dropping dropping us down. Um, yeah. In so either we'll, case, slimy. <laughs> we can live with that uh, <laughs> delightful image as we move on to uh, the next gerbil. Um, oh, God. That's not a nice thing to call Quinny. Um, you <laughs> don't see anything. I'm sure, it'll be fine. Uh, Mrs. Paisley, um, you uh, watch the the blur of of the gerbil you were trying to talk to uh, as it uh, disappears. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I activate my spider legs. And I want to climb down and follow the trajectory of the gerbil. So the one that attacked you yeah. went up. Uh, oh, it went up. Up, up, up into a wall. Well, uh, luckily, wall. I don't have to make any checks when I'm climbing with my spider legs. See, that would so. be true, except you rolled a one back when you rolled initiative, and these things have costs down the road, don't they? So go ahead and roll me a... I'll let you... I won't make you do it at disadvantage. Oh, come on, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> I think this is probably acrobatics or athletics yet again. Tom isn't physically raising two middle fingers in frame, but he's got the same smug smile just for the audio medium, you know? One of these days, our episode is going to sound like with Laura as the editor, it's going to sound like Tom saying like, and Laura rolled a natural 20. (laughs) It's going to be jumping all over the screen in the YouTube edit and stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be that sense like, I'm dumb and... When I and but if I already like the spell, my but, pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tom died I, on his way back to his home planet. I Schrodinger's butthole. Laura, correct. <laughs> uh oh, dear. That's a nine athletics. Um, in a tremendous Ooh, feat of. Uh, consequence for rolling the one um you take off uh with with the the spider legs of the chair uh and immediately as you you start to go up uh the wall begins to just like crumble uh, as as you you go and you just go like halfway up and then just slide awkwardly robo legs flailing um down and kind of like your back slams against the the back of the chair um, and you get the sense that next turn you'll be able to climb that thing no problem. But for this turn, you have that look on your face that you have on your face currently. And Reginald watches you <laughs> fall down the wall and he looks down the butthole and says, I was going to be mad that she didn't help us. But having seen that, I'm kind of glad she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, which brings us to uh, the next gerbil who also rolled a one. Uh, so in, in fairness, uh, to, to all involved, <laughs> it falls um, out of the wall and onto Mrs. Paisley's wheelchair. 
Um, in the version of fairness, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, Laura still loses. Yeah, it just like uh, what the dice require. Back underneath Strahd's castle, like Alan just gets decapitated by a gerbil for no reason. I wonder if Um, Juniper's gonna die again this arc. (laughs) Look, I mean, we don't want to repeat story beats, or do we? Um, Well, listen, you sons of bitches, I got some good news for you. Um, in a wall off to your left, um, from one of the, the alcoves um, that, that you've seen kind of from uh, Mrs. Paisley's etchings, uh, you hear a, a gunshot, a loud gunshot uh, that kind of echoes off the walls. Um, and uh, a, a screech of pain. Uh, and uh, Doc Huckleberry just like looks up and he goes, oh, that sounds like Amanda. Uh, and you realize that the uh, the gerbil that uh, took the robot arms uh, has managed to shoot itself somewhere in the walls. Uh, so it takes wow. some damage. It's still up. But I rolled very well in the damage. I, thought, I legitimately thought for a second he had named the gerbil. <laughs> That's what my favorite was. He found someone named Amanda, or he knew the gerbil he fought was named Amanda. Your version makes so much more sense, but it took me a minute to get there. Honestly, I must admit, I like... Are these just people trapped in gerbil bodies? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're actually fighting the Animorphs right now. Uh, Like, you're going to kill Tobias in a few minutes and feel just fucking ill about it. No, I'm not. I told him to knock it off. (laughs) Quit it, Tobias. (laughs) Too many yurks. Why you got to do this, Tobias? We told you to knock it off. Okay, this is bugging me, but I have to say it. They're not etchings, they're rubbings. And I thought about it after. I was like, No! Okay, yeah, oh, no, you're, you're right, you're right. So sorry. You're right. I, no, just have, that, I have to let listeners know, I know it's a rubbing. I it's a shame you don't the know the thing. editor. Uh, sounds like something that could have been fixed in post by oh, someone, but it's cool. It's, it'll just be etched in our minds. Uh, sorry, I'm rubbing it in now. Um, to butthole, they will always be etchings. Yeah, he doesn't know any better. It's like the shadow puppet sex he learned. <laughs> He'll just go through the rest of his life and be like, oh, good, good etching. Um, and later on, kids, we can all go to a graveyard and make etchings. <laughs> Don't deface tombstones, Mr. Butthole. Um, no, no, no. Etch the things you see. And it's just Butthole with a chisel just carving the sunset into random gravestones. <laughs> it's just children crying as they like, tap me. Um, now that's pretty good, except for the crying. <laughs> Yay, validation. Um, All right, so uh, the gerbil takes a fuck ton of damage uh, from Amanda somewhere. Um, That said, uh, clearly it has gone from way down below you to somewhere up up near you. So they they are finding a way through the walls, uh, which is a bummer. Um, Which brings us to the top of the round, Reginald. Reginald is just trying to climb up this thing. So all he does is he looks at his his flaming warhammer over his shoulder and he just pictures himself trapped halfway up a tower with that fire directly behind him and it is coming for him. And every time he pulls, the fire's just as close so he has to hurry and he's just trying to fuel himself through panic to do something heroic. He's using his cowardice as a tool to push him forward. I like it, I like it. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, go ahead with uh, athletics then with advantage. Run from that fire. That is a 19. 19? All right. Um, with the 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 imagery that Dr. Martha will no doubt want to unpack soon, 
um, of being chased by your own weapon up a up a tower. Um, you manage uh, <laughs> Reginald to pull with all of your cowardice uh, and drag uh, you and Butthole uh, up on onto the ledge. There's nothing that being afraid can't do. <laughs> I mean, normally I'd argue the point, but it kind of worked. So if he ever connects with Anon, he's going to put out the world's least helpful motivational book. Oh my God. <laughs> Be afraid. Be very afraid. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Advice to <Yeah>. live by. <laughs> How to Not Die, a book by Reginald Tingler. <laughs> <laughs> put someone else's name on it because he doesn't want them to know his secrets. Uh, all right, uh, Quinny. So Reginald has pulled Butthole up uh, to safety. Um, you've been uh, kind of in an observational mode. So mm -hmm. um, there are no gerples on the field right now. Um, I guess my question to you would be like, what is what is Quinny trying to do here? Uh, yeah, with, with Beast Speech active um, throughout these hit and run attacks and things like that. Have I heard any um, communication between these creatures that you I could understand? Absolutely none. Okay. <clears throat> so at this point, Quinny, I think is going to say like, these either aren't natural animals or they are, and they're just very well practiced at this kind of fuckery. Uh, we got to move. We're sitting ducks out here in the open where they've got all these entrances and exits. If we get into one of the tunnels, they can either come at us from the front or the back. That's better odds. Let's get going. Yeah, I think negotiations are over. We're reaching, let's get out of here and then kill any of them that get too close. Hey, uh, Juniper or uh, old old lady Juniper. Uh, you got any, like, any, any map updates for us? Like, which one of these gets us going? Uh, Laura, did you can roll I, me. An I was gonna say, did I see? Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I see? I know he said it was like one long. Yeah, there, there is a, there's thing. a clear exit. Um, but I think given the context you're currently working with, an investigation might yield interesting results. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. All right. So, um, looking at your rubbing. Now, um, you're Which is able etched onto the page. Yes, and, and into <laughs> our hearts and minds. Uh, looking at your uh, chiseled engraving of uh, of a map, um, it is clear that there is sort of an exit into the central mine, uh, as as we established. That's kind of like across this this bridge, yeah. big sort of bridgeway that, that uh, crosses the chasm. Um, there are also all these sort of uh, entrances and exits that you've noticed. Um, that said. Based on what you're looking at now and how these things are moving, uh, you feel like if you did want to stay and fight or just understand it better, you could probably dive a bit deeper to figure out where these things are, are like what the entrances and exits they can use are. But that would require staying in the room and observing them. So if the, yeah. if the goal is to haul ass, then like... No, sh no she's disturbed enough that they aren't responding to uh, attempts to speak with them. So hauling ass is where it's at. Um... So she, her sword kind of pointing forward towards the other end, just like, that way! And tick, 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 as she skitters along the ground. Yeah. How far away is this exit, Tom? Uh, I'm glad you asked, Ryan. It is uh, two sort of like full, like you can't get there in one turn. It'll basically take two turns worth of movement uh, to to get over there. 
Can Unless you're Quini, in which case you're just fucking Goku and whatever, you'll just fly on your cloud. Um, but for for the the rest of you, uh, it'll take uh, two two rounds worth of uh, motion. Now you can dash, but uh, I will warn you that that dashing will leave you open to gerbils because you're running like. Basically, if you're like tactically moving up and then moving up again, you're not really at any disadvantage other than just the gerbil attacks. If you're just like booking it, then I'm going to I'm going to do some mean things to you. Um, but you will get there sooner, which means less mean things will happen. Yeah, you get what I'm getting at. Uh, and King Butthole <laughs> will look to the rest of you and say, stay close to me. This is going to be totally fine. I've got an idea. Uh, and then he is just going to squat down. And then just start farting. And you just hear that, like, fart, 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 fart. It's a machine gun of farts. Only instead of just swirling hammers appearing around him in a large radius, you actually look closer and you can all see that they are miniature versions of Butthole holding onto a hammer that is pulling him around like a psychotic Mary Poppins. Uh, <laughs> and they're just swirling all around in a hammer field. So he's going to cast Hammer Guardians, uh, which creates... Nice. A spiritual hammers flit around him 15 feet in all directions. Uh, he's going to choose so that they don't affect any of his companions and just like yank him in as close to himself as he can. And then everybody can move forward in the cover of his guardians. All right. So with a, a swarm of tiny buttholes flying around you, uh, you begin the perilous trek across the bridge and over the chasm. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards, Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain. Mithrian, Garbo Ape. And Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. From the team behind the award-winning Best Fiction Horror Podcast, Nightlight. 
A new audio drama that brings the southern folklore of True Blood and the cosmic horror of Lovecraft Country to your ears. You don't hear that, do you? Afflicted is a tale of hoodoo, a demonic book bound in human flesh, and natural disasters that are anything but natural. Which grave did you get the dirt from? Which grave? Afflicted, a horror thriller audio drama, coming this Halloween thanks to our Indiegogo supporters. Subscribe now to get notified the moment the first episode drops. It's It's something.